Hey, it's Coach Kate here, registered dietitian and owner of RD Kate Sports Nutrition. As a member of the LCC Stars Athletic Department, I teach our athletes what to eat and when to eat it on training days, competition days, and throughout the year. For over a decade, I've been helping athletes of all sports and levels meet their goals. RD Kate Sports Nutrition offers individual consulting, team services, on demand courses, and downloadable handouts. For more information, visit rdkate.com. Hello, friends, and welcome to Coach Cuts Corner. Streaming bright from Michigan's capital city, this podcast is dedicated to helping you better understand the who, the what, and the why of mental performance, personal growth, and Lansing Stars baseball. Coach Cuts Corner, brought to you by iWatch. And now here's your host, Stephen Cutter. Welcome back to Coach Cuts Corner. Today I'm joined in studio with Elijah Boyer, who's our hitting coach for the Stars, and Travis Doyle, our pitching coach for LCC. Coach Boyer, how are things on your end, and what are you working on most recently? I need to know. Okay. Um, things are going good on my end. I'm, okay. I, you know, loving, loving the fall where we're really getting to start to develop some guys now as we're getting away from games, more game side right. of things. Uh, most, most recent thing I'm working on is with these blast motion sensors. Okay. We got about, we got about a handful of them that we can use and we don't have it to where we have the subscription. Mm-hmm. So what I did was went and made, um, some Google sheets to where I can just type in the weighted average of each guy that swings and then put in those averages to where they, right. they all average out rather than having to uh, buy a bunch of subscriptions. So, right. so that's um, the nuclear engineer in you coming out. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's good. That's a little bit of that. You know, we it's not so much, you know, we're still a junior college and we're looking to save money where we can, right? Yeah. And that's, that's I actually just finished that this morning and I made nice. it all nice. So nice. It looks really Lo- good. Love to see it. Can't wait to clean it up. <laughs> He does that. He, yeah. I'll make something and he'll clean it up. Yeah, like I'm like, well, that's all right. It looks, it looks better now. Yeah. So. Travis, first season here in Lansing. Yes. Thanks for having me. How's the uh, transition been to the Uncommon Grounds? Uh, extremely good. Uh, the amount of effort that goes into this team is is uh, thorough, and it's nice to be a part of that. Yeah. And you were a part, I mean, all three of us sitting here played junior college baseball. You were a part of a national championship team. Yep. What sticks out about that team? I know it was just a couple minutes ago when you were on that team, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, good, uh, good twenty years ago. Um, yeah, it was good. I mean, we won two in a row, which was insane. Uh, the first year was was a long process of a bunch of freshmen, and the second year was more sophomore based. Uh, so it was a little bit easier the second time around. We were that much bigger. I already did it once. Um, but one of the biggest things is I think we always knew we were the best team on the field uh, based on the fact that we worked harder than anybody else that we played. Uh, we took a lot of pride in what we did off the field. So, And it was hours and hours and hours every single day. So the camaraderie we got at, with a bunch of 19, 20-year-olds was, sure. was extremely thorough. Sure. Uh, what kind of success did you have there? I mean, we talk about the team success a little bit, but what was your success like? Uh, yeah, I got drafted my freshman year, um, so that was that was huge for me. That was always my goal. I actually had some D1 offers, and I went to junior college for that reason pretty much alone. Um, I wanted to get drafted as early as possible. 
um, you know, win, us winning, winning league for the 18th year in a row, my freshman year, and then our regional was kind of a breeze, and then getting to the national championship, we lost one game, the first game, and then we had to win seven in a row to win the whole thing, so that was huge. Um, got drafted right after that. Uh, my next year, I was an All-American. I pretty much won every award a pitcher could win that year, um, except for the regional pitcher of the year, which uh, one of my teammates stole that from me. He had 17 Ks on the one of our games <laughs> and I actually had 15 in the championship of that year and he uh yeah he took the the regional pitcher of the year from me from that point but he's uh one of my best friends in the world so I I couldn't give it to anybody better to be honest That's with you good. so yeah so yeah it was a great year you know not only did all three of us play junior college baseball but all three of us have been a part of facilities where development is at the forefront and you're working with kids on an individual basis or more on an individual basis than you are on a team basis as in where you guys are now as coaches or where we all are. How much of a challenge is that for you? You know, Travis, you, you're, you've got your own facility and you've been doing that for a while. What, what kind of challenges do you see when you've got kids in the facility versus now as a coach and you're trying to manage all that? Yeah, I would say when you, especially one-on-one -on -one facility stuff, you know, we do pitching training too, like pretty much group-based stuff also. But one-on-one -on -one stuff, it's it's not that you're shooting from the hip, but you can let the player lead you a little bit more, I feel like. It's more of, um, you know, the beginning of the lesson really shows you what you're doing through through the rest of it. Filling their holes is something you try to identify as quick as possible. Uh, guys that you're doing more team-based, I mean, the spreadsheet is, is huge. Being prepared before you ever get there is big. Everybody's plan has to already kind of be laid out um it's more of an everyday thing too so you usually have a, a better grasp of what their issues are for for the most part and it's a steady you know six to seven day a week basis to continuously work on those every single day um so breaking up the monotony of that sometimes too is is a challenge making sure they don't get bored doing the same stuff all the time because they might be trying to fix the same problems for months at a time so you know definitely being over prepared is something that i that i like to do and really think about plotting out their days, you know, the, the 24 hours, the 48 hours before they actually do it. Right. Yeah, that's that's good. Elijah? Man, I, I personally love the team side of it more. Okay, um, why? It, I, I, love, I love teams. I love competing, and I just I feel like you really miss that on the facility side of things. But um, it's still there because you're training the guys to go win, you know, Right. go win stuff, go make more money, whatever the case is. So there is like competitive nature still at facilities. So don't get me wrong when I say that I like being on the field more. It's just being a part of a team and seeing the guys compete against each other every day. It just, it brings a different level to it. But the, the challenges from being on the facility side to the team side is getting that one-on-one -on -one time. So kind of hitting myself from both angles there, but you have a little less one-on-one -on -one time to where you can really like dial in on stuff. But yeah. I think that's one of the advantages we have here is after these uh, next two weeks, basically we're going to get inside a lot because of the weather mostly, mm -hmm. but also because we're going to prioritize development. So then at that point, that's where we can all as a coaching staff really sit down and start to fill those holes that you're talking about and really attack the things that matter. So uh, this program for me so far has been a, a perfect blend of a facility and a team because I feel like we're really going to attack development here pretty quickly. Yeah, and I, we 
contrary to what you're saying, we have been attacking development. We're just going to fine tune it just a little bit more, you know, for us, development's not just getting somebody to throw harder or getting somebody to hit the ball farther. It's, there's a lot that goes into it. And, you know, the development is, is team-based as well. And, and the individuals make up the team. But when you see a dugout that's totally engaged for somebody to have success or Mudita, as we talk about, that's, that's winning too. And that's development, you know, because that doesn't start on day one. That's through a process. Um, what, what have you learned about the culture here, Travis, or, or what we like to say is the environment? What's been your biggest takeaway from it? Um, I think it's, I, I, I like the angle of like how intense it is for sure. Um, but then also there's a level of class to it also where we stay in our own dugout. I think that's a, a big thing that I've always tried to teach too, is, nice. you know, worry about your own guys in your own dugout. I think, um, you speak with your ability to the other team. You don't speak with your mouth. And I think we hold those those lines pretty well. Um, but I, honestly, I wish I could be on the mound with a team like this with how much you see them cheer their, their pitcher on, you know. <laughs> yeah. And that makes me feel good because I'm rooting for that guy more than anybody in the world. And then you see the whole team blow up. And um, I can't give them that energy like the team can give them, no. you yeah. know. So exactly. it's 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 insane. I mean, I, me, and, me and you had a good conversation, Coach Boyer, about that after we left uh, Grand Rapids the other day. And you're just like – you know, we got to create our own atmosphere. We're a junior college. We don't have a hundred and, yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, there's not hundreds of fans 100%. going up there, but yeah, we probably have more than most, but at the same mm-hmm. time, we, we definitely right. create an amazing atmosphere. Yeah. Culture takeaways for you so far. Yeah. Um, the culture is almost, it, it is more important for me than almost anything else. Uh, like the, we talk, I talk about numbers, talk about all the data, but at the end of the day, if you don't have a team that's all in for one another and you can't get everybody pulling on the same rope, that stuff comes comes in a lot less valuable. So the the culture here has been something that has been very eye-opening, learning a lot about the mental processes that we take guys through, and I think it's making me better and better. I've, I feel like I'm just getting better every day because I've never thought about baseball like this with these mm-hmm. type of processes. And, you know, for some guys it's going to – not be as valuable but for others it helps a lot and i think it'll help more than it doesn't so it's been a it's been a lot of learning and the culture is culture is a high thing here yeah the environment's a living breathing thing and it's based off the people we have in our environment and the overall goal is to get the majority of the people thinking and acting the same way and that's you know where we're trending and that's what fall is and your environment doesn't look you know, August 10th, when you start, doesn't, hopefully doesn't look the same in, you know, October or November or January or February, you know, I really learned about culture and it was before it was a big word or environment when I was in high school and I had a high school coach by the name of Steve Roster. And he, um, he came in, he was a newly um, hired head coach and he came in and he built an environment where, there was a lot of love and there was at times there was less teaching and more love. And we had, um, my senior year, we had a ton of success on a team that, you know, probably wasn't the most talented in the world, but we went quite a long ways in the state tournament. And 
and looking back on it, you know, after the pain went away, which took about five years, we got walked off in the quarterfinals and I was on the mound and we were up uh, 11 to seven in the sixth inning and we lost in the seventh, 12-11. So it was, it was pretty tough. And yes, I still remember that. And <laughs> But, you know, the the long story of it was really looking back, it was like, wow, because that was different. You know, that if you think about like the Bobby Knight eras and in those areas, that was that was definitely uncommon. You know, it was more get on you, ride you, put you down, break you, you know, see how far you can bend. And then once you're dust, we'll build you back up and, you know, have you be a real man, you know. And and so that was a little bit of the mentality that, you know, Travis, probably you and I did experience. And I, I know you did as well. And and so it was different. And and so he was really ahead of the curve at that point. And then looking back on it, I was like, holy smokes. And so I was able to take some of that stuff and and use it and still use it today where we do have an environment where it's it, it, we have relationships. We care about the people that are in our environment. And then what happens is it transitions and all of a sudden you see a team through these processes start caring about each other when in theory they're supposed to be competing against each other for playing time. And that's usually what drives teams apart. You know, nor- normal teams get driven apart by just the fact of playing time. And so when we can kind of mitigate that and get them pulling on the rope for each other and having joy for other successes, that's that's the stuff that, you know, that's winning. That's really, really good stuff. And, you know, Elijah, you, talk, you hit on mental performance a little bit. Travis, have you been... Have you had experiences with the mental performance in prior to being here? Not at the level that we're at. I think okay. it's a very smaller fraction of, for sure. Um, where I think it was more or less, it was based on confidence it was coming more or less from your work ethic, a little bit of your philosophies, trying to cover, like uncover, flip over every stone. Okay. Where I think here it's more of an active pursuit to actually hit the heart of what we're actually trying to teach the kids, you know, which it's a little bit more honest. Yeah. I don't think you have to find as much individually where it's, it's a little bit more laid out for you, which when you're dealing with junior college kids or freshmen in college, like you kind of need that kind of clarity. So. Yeah. Yeah. You, you certainly do. We, we do have freshmen and sophomores and you certainly sometimes wonder, man, what would they be like as a junior or senior? Now, now that would be incredible. Yeah. Yeah. You know, from the, the mental performance in, you know, you, you see it in leadership, too, and some of the stuff. What, what's been your takeaways from leadership, Coach Boyer? Leadership is basically, I feel like, where the team regroups every week. Okay. And just almost like we were talking about on the Sunday Zoom call, it, it feels like a start, stop, continue type day. And for those who don't know what we're talking about there, it's just the things you want to start doing, the things you want to continue doing, and then the things you want to stop doing. And it just feels like on those days we regroup as a team, and um, go over our values. And so it helps just keep everyone in the same path, keep on a straight line forward, uh, even myself. And I think for the coaches, it does that too. So those Tuesday leadership nights have been pretty nice. Tough question for you, Travis, here, because we live in this world where there's there's got to be a five-step process to something or there's a three-step process or for $99, you pay this amount of money and you get this. You know, we live in this world. So what's the $99 hack to getting a high school pitcher to throw more strikes? 
Oof. I mean, Take first time now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a I mean, question. I, I think you should, you, you should easily just tell them to throw more strikes. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then, that yep, works yep, every time. Yeah, I mean, just that's... From a, 100 feet away, yeah. just throw more strikes. Uh, I, first one is they got to put the time in. I mean, like, one of the biggest things I see in the difference of... Isn't that hard, though, for a high school kid, just because a lot of them do play, you know, maybe at one more sport, and, and so those intersect over each other that time is hard because time management they don't completely understand it that yeah. at that point they've got a lot of people helping them manage their time mm-hmm. and doing things for them i mean i agree time is like putting the time in is the first one but how's a high school kid do that don't you think that's challenging in its own oh yeah they got they're going in a million different directions for sure and i do love uh baseball players playing other sports i mean basketball for sure is one of my favorites of the bunch i mean like how well in shape your bottom half gets for pitchers is insane um later in my high school career that was a big one for me but I would say understanding what they're trying to do biomechanically is big. Um, it's a very hard process to throw throw a, a pitch correctly. Um, knowing what the you know biomechanical sequences are to come up your body correctly, how to use the ground right. Um, one of the biggest things I have to teach in the uh, amateur world is ground connection into hip action. I mean, their ability to find the ground and use their hips right is a little bit uh, alien to most kids. And uh, that's probably better to do with shoes off at times right yeah we do that i do that at the facility and i think there's one day a week at least you probably see the pictures with their shoes off um learning how to get grounded there's there's literally two different versions of kinetic energy and we as pitchers and hitters uh we use closed kinetic chains so that's the ability to use the ground uh so if if you're not using the ground correctly then really you're missing the whole side of the science that we're trying to hit and you do see actually a blend of the two where guys that don't use the ground very well, it almost looks like they're in between an open and closed kinetic chain where um, an open kinetic chain would be the way you move inside of water or when you're in the air, right? You don't have ground connection to do those things. Um, so you start to see this like in between of those things. So when you get a guy truly connected to the ground and, and using his hips correctly, it, it really starts to promote the, the biomechanical movements that we're trying to hit and the right patterns of using kinetic energy from the ground up is kind of like a big, big part of that. Yeah, I, I think that's a big piece of the $99 hack for anything is you got to move better. Mm-hmm. You, you want to have more consistency with throwing strikes or hitting baseballs or, you know, fielding or whatever it might be. You got to move better, and how do you move better? Well, you got to have somebody that can help you move better because if you're not moving really well, you probably don't actually know it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. it it's hard to move on to the next things. You can't really talk about ball flight or pitch design or their yeah. arsenal. You know, like all that. And not to say like biomechanics aren't fun, but that for yeah. me is the real fun that you start and play uh, play more chess with the hitter instead of checkers of hoping that I can throw a strike. Now we're we're talking about creating angles and uh, different sequences of pitches and how those play off of each other. And, and the, the levels of those things are almost endless when you start to multiply them together. And that, that's really the fun that I, that I love diving into. So, yeah. yeah. What's, what's a, you know, I know coach Boyer knows, but some of our listeners don't know what's a college LCC pitchers practice look like. Uh, depending on the day, I mean, right now we are in fall, so we're still competing. So we haven't even sniffed like velo training or anything like that. We're we really dove into biomechanics first. That was one of the biggest things we did in the first couple months, and that never really goes away. It just it kind of becomes smaller and smaller because it's compiled on top of itself. Lately, we've been really diving into movement patterns of pitches, 
and um, different planes that we're trying to get the ball on and different tunnels that we can use with different pitches. Uh, so a lot of it is turning into, a lot of the conversation is turning into, again, not only biomechanically, but ball flight and movement patterns and how we sequence those things together. And really, like, their day-to-day, you know, like, they show up, they're always doing their pre-throw, which is different levels of stretches, uh, band work, plyos, things that work resistance, um, a little bit of, you know, strength training in there, a lot of flexibility. Main thing is they're getting themselves hot, right? They need, you know, 20 minutes of hot before they ever pick a ball up. We have our own plyo circuit that we do going through biomechanics that we call red ball. We usually do that three or four days a week. They have their own custom progressions. So how they get loose is all individualized. Uh, We did a generic progression for everybody in the beginning, and that's all been customized in the last few weeks to each player. Um, and that's to fill their holes. So every day they're they're doing movement patterns to fill their holes. It could be a pen day. It could be a you know a hybrid C day when they're doing you know light plyos. So it kind of depends on where they are in their throwing routine. Uh, so we try to customize those things. And a lot of guys, you know, half of them are throwing during the week, half of them are throwing during the weekend. So you're seeing a lot of theirs being similar, but just slightly customized to their their personal needs. We do explosives and core main mainly most days. We do a blend of those two plus stability drills. Um, we kind of blend those together depending on where the, the, the pitcher is. Uh, but something, one of those, if not all three of them, are done every day. And then we do a post-throw. So it's a, it's a cool-down version of our pre-throw and a lot of blood flow stuff, mobility again, a little bit of strength training. So we make sure we have a, a steady pre and post every single day. And then we kind of blend the middle to be more custom to that week and where they are in their week. So it's kind of a flowing thing and you know we try to get a lot out of them certain days and other days it's like we need to do a little bit of a deload you know mm-hmm. so yeah i'm excited to even get you know I, I love that we have a couple more games left but i'm excited to get into velo training too because yeah. we got a lot of a lot of talented pitchers that you know yeah. a little push and we see Big some guys in 91 yep. you know like yeah. i think we have a good seven eight guys with that potential to be there so yeah it'd be nice to see coach boyer what's why would a high school recruit want to come to LCC in your opinion because we win is that is that most important well to a to a high school player I think that'd be some that's what they look at is how how strong the program is and how much they win but if they were to actually come here and then see what we're all about I think they would see that we prioritize making players better like on and off the field and developing them so it's actually came and checked it out, I think they'd find a lot of reasons why to come. Yeah, makes sense. But then we also live in a world where we don't know what we don't know. And if you're being shown something and you're not really aware of it, it doesn't hit home as much as when you go and buy a red Jeep and then all of a sudden you start seeing red Jeeps around. You're like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm locked into that. Well, you're aware of mental performance and the impact that it can have on you when you're aware of biomechanics and develop and truly development of what a throwing program looks like, of, of what individualization looks like for hitting or, or pitching or fielding or, you know, just being selfless, you know, what all that stuff looks like. If you're aware of it, then you're like, holy smokes. But if you don't understand it, then it's a little bit harder to, to, you know, yeah, you know, we have every year we've got freshmen that come in and they, they're, we're happy to have them, but they, they really don't know what they don't know. Coach Doyle, what's, uh, what's your take on that? Why, why LCC for a high school recruit? I think a big one is that we do develop them to go to the secondary college mm-hmm. after us too mm-hmm. is a big one. Yeah. Um, you know, like knowing, <laughs> I mean, winning is a big part of that too, is you, you do get more looks when you're in a team that yeah. wins. 
uh, especially if you play more games and go to the national championship, you have more yeah. chances to be looked at. I don't think anybody necessarily goes to junior college just to go to that college and never play baseball again. So, yeah. I, you know, yeah. that's a big one. Um, yeah, and if, if you do show up to one of our games, if it's hard to to put down the culture that we put on. I mean, like, I, you know, me playing pitch or me being a pitching coach at a you know a different school last year. It may, and I felt like I was in the wrong dugout. You know what I mean? <laughs> the amount of energy that was going on on the other side of it at LCC was was palpable, and, and it was something that was, I was something I wanted to attain. You know, so it's it's I can see someone coming to one of our games and realizing that's the dugout they want to be in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. All right, appreciate you guys coming in here. Until next time, thank you to all of our listeners and also to Coach Boyer and Coach Doyle for joining me today in the WLNZ studios. Stay humble, stay hungry, go stars. Coach Cuts Corner is recorded live in the WLNZ studios. Engineering and production assistance are provided by Dedalian Lowry. Thanks for listening. And if you enjoyed today's podcast, please share it and follow us on all the platforms of social media. You can find more about our program at lccstars.com. And donations to our baseball program can be made at the same site. See you next time. Push.